Hello and welcome to the very first premiere, shall we call it, episode of Diet Hard, which makes me smile every time we say it, um, because that is the official title of this new podcast. Um, welcome, I'm Steve, we are for now foregoing surnames, but you know, it'll be what it'll be. Uh, I'm joined this week, and probably every week, or every time, we haven't decided yet, yeah, have we? Yeah. We'll do the admin off, off the show, um, on a semi-regular basis, by... How, should we do, how, how do we introduce you? I believe last time you and I recorded a podcast, we did this. How do I introduce you? Let's describe you. Um, Slimming World Consultant. Consultant. I quite go. like it when people refer to me as the leader. The le- oh, there we go. <laughs> Very well, then. Welcome to Diet Hard. This is the leader, Tracy. Um, and we're also joined this time by Gina. Hello. Hello. I'm Gina. Yes, I'm you are. I'm not a leader. <laughs> We're all leaders, Gina. We are in our own field. Yes. Um, so, yeah, basically, the sort of the... The theory behind this podcast, because this is the first one, we're only 30 seconds in, the theory behind this will be, as the semi-regular time goes on, uh, we're going to talk to different people who've had different diet stories, I suppose, is the way we've, we've, we've sort of decided we're going to phrase it. Um, I don't know whether anybody wants to particularly sort of tell theirs first, or do you want me to kick in? Or How long what? have you got? <laughs> My story just would go on for you. I can't even say in a very logical way how long it's been going on for. Well, it's been going on for years and years and years. Probably about 40 years, in fact. Wow. And some of it's involved um, Slim World, and some of it hasn't. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just been a never-ending feature of my life really um, I suppose that's that's not uncommon to be yeah, fair I mean people, yeah I, I couldn't sit here and say this happened and then this happened yeah. and then you know it, it's just all muddled up in just a, over a long period of time I suppose that for me the bit that people know about is the last year mm. when I came to your group mm. and we you know joined Slimming World officially but you know if you, when you to... said actually you were going to come and I won't say anything I'm just going to sit. I don't want to, you know, don't want to fuss. I said, I'll either, I'll either sit at the back and not speak or I'll take over. I know your peers have taken over. I've really taken over. No. Um, those, those of you who are listening to this who know me will know that I talk a lot and that will become a feature of this. No I doubt. remember <laughs> at the first one, you were there and you seemed very quiet. Yeah. You were kind of there, sat there. And I well, that was oh. 13 months ago mm. now, over a year ago, early August last year. Mm. Um, but my, like, you know, you say your story's 40 years, mine's not far off that because I'm 39 so it's there or thereabouts but mm. since I turned about 17 I've been slowly just I suppose getting fatter since I was 17 and then mm. this time last year I sort of went oh oh too fat right let's do something about it and that was that was that mm. so um that was the sort of the, the version of it but you know I've always been I've always thought of myself as fat, and then like you know, you, you yeah. look at old old photographs and go, oh, actually, no, look how skinny no, I was when I was fifteen. I did yeah. the same thing. I'm a twin, mm. and my twin sister was slimmer than me. Right. And I wasn't. When I look back, I I now looked back at a photograph of when we were about fifteen, sixteen, and I looked at me and I thought I wasn't fat. No. But at the time, I thought yeah. I was mm. because I had a more rounded face than her. Her face uh, is a okay. bit longer. And she was slimmer mm. in her youth. And I had this thing, because you're always compared when you're a twin. I suppose, always compared, yeah, yeah. Um, Especially then in the olden days. And um, so I, I think I had a thing about being fatter. But then, you know, 
as you get into adulthood and everything, I, I don't know, I just, I like food. Mm. I have to admit, I do like food. Who doesn't, you know? And uh, sort of, you know, it's, it, as I say, it's been a never-ending... Um, well, that's it. I mean, I was looking at some photos the other day from when I was about 19, give or take. But, you know, all through school and stuff, I thought of myself as being the fat kid. Mm. And I, I was a little bit a little bit chubby, but that was it. You know, yeah. like, like many teenagers are, I was a little bit chubby and that was it. But, yeah, I've just always thought So what about perception, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I wish we could go back and say, because mm. I can't remember a time when I wasn't aware of my weight and thinking mm. about my weight. And actually, because I weigh the same now as I weighed when I was 18. And wow. at the time, I remember going to college and going to doctors for, which is when I first went to college, and the nurse saying, because you are quite overweight. Mm. And that, because I'd always felt a bit like my thighs were a bit wobbly. And I remember sort of kneeling down with my friends and looking at my thighs and thinking, a bit bigger. Mm. And actually, they weren't. They were just normal. Thighs are supposed to be a bit wobbly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not thighs wobbly, but it's supposed <laughs> to be like fleshy. Yeah. But I just, yeah. So ever since then, I see all the medical persons told me I'm overweight. And so ever since mm. then, I just feel like I've just been... Yeah. Always aware. The only time I wasn't was when I was pregnant. Both times I've been pregnant when I didn't think about it and I liked mm. having. I don't know, it just felt quite natural to have yeah. a That's a terrible word. It's a terrible word, but it's the first one that came to mind. Um, but it's, it's just always, I've always been aware of it. Mm. But then it just slowly, I think that's oh, the thing with weight, there's never one thing, you're not big one day and then big the next day, it's really gradual. Oh, it is. It absolutely realize. is. It's just like, it's just a never-ending thing, really. And of course, this week, talking specifically about this week, there's been a lot in, the, well, there is every week, there's a lot in the media about obesity mm. and the problem. And, you know, a part of me could think, oh, God, they're going on about it again. But it's actually, it's quite worrying. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's it's not it's not really the vanity thing. It's the health. As you get older as well, you're thinking about your health and, you know, and all that stuff. And, um, but, you know, the, you heard about Tom Watson, the, the Labour deputy leader, who's lost... Oh, he's lost loads of weight, hasn't he? Oh, loads yes. of weight. Yeah. Not as much as you, Steve, I no. don't think. Um, he's lost a lot though I saw, it's I, I saw just a tweet amazing about how he's transformed his life because he's the he's the deputy leader of the Labour Party and if you saw him a year ago mm. he was he looked awful he looked and he had type 2 diabetes and um, he decided that he needed to lose weight and he's lost weight and you I heard him on the radio yesterday he was being interviewed in, on Radio 4 and I thought I've got to Google him and look him up and see what mm. he looks like now. Well, it's like a different person. Really? He looks and he's he's not got to take any diabetes medication anymore. Wow. He was on he obviously wasn't injecting mm. but he was maybe taking the pills, you know, wow. initially. So I find that quite inspiring. Mm. And then it made me think of you, Steve, because <laughs> you know, you've been on this Story. Story. But it made me think of you because mm. you've lost kind of a bit more than him, and um, your this, story. This, this week, I'm currently at seven stone thirteen. I think that is just amazing. Um, which isn't still isn't the most because I'm still not back to where I was from before my holiday in July. But um, yeah, it's, it's only a couple of pounds off it. I think yes. I did eight. Oh, I think yeah, I did eight, yeah. eight one or eight, maybe eight two. But yeah. Um, so yeah. For the record, I'm seven stone thirteen down. Wow. Uh, yeah, in a in just over a year. 
Um, you inspire us. Start us, say things like that. Yeah, but it's true, it's true. It's you're really blush. Yeah, but you do amazing. A lot of people inspire. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, you could have come, you know, I remember when you came that first week, you could have sat there and sort of tried it for a week and then given up, but you didn't. You just kept going. Mm. And even if you don't mind me saying, your recent holiday mm-hmm. where you had a bit of a hiccup, you kept going. No, I had a holiday. <laughs> you had a holiday. Wasn't a it wasn't a hiccup. It was a much enjoyed and much needed holiday. Yeah, so you, it's fine. You kind of, a lot of people would have been knocked sideways and yeah. oh, I'm giving. You didn't. Yeah, that's true. I you suppose. know, it's all what's in your head. I, I mean, think that's, thing, that's a good thing for people to see, isn't it? But because I think people come and you think, oh, you're just going to lose weight, keep on losing mm. weight, and the minute they have a bit of a gain, it's like, oh, I'm rubbish at this. Yeah, I give um, up. So it's quite good to see it. I suppose we, we see it a lot, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, we, we three specifically, because we're in, we, we are in the same place at the same time yeah. once a week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was thinking the other day, and you know, without mentioning anybody's names or anything, there's a, we, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, there's a lot of people we haven't seen mm. or joined for a month, came to, came to us for a month, six weeks, and then, yeah, yeah. well, we've just never seen them since. Yeah. So it obviously either didn't work for them or... There was, I think, a lot of people come into it thinking immediately they'll lose four stone. Yeah, that's what I try and say to people when they come. There's no magic formula here. No. I'm not going to give you like no. a magic spell that's going to make it you lose weight without you having to do mm. anything. And and none of it's. We all know what mm. we need to do. There's nothing. It's well, this is. I mean, from rocket science. For, for the record, you know, we're all part of the slimming world family or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> But what it boils down to, and for anybody, everybody knows this, it boils down to if you want to lose weight, you do more and you eat less. Mm. And that's pretty much mm. the, the, the foundation that almost mm. every diet, scheme, pyramid, mm. whatever you want mm. that's out there mm. is, ba- is based on. Yeah. Eat less, eat better, and do a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more fruit and veg, it's less mm. fat, less sugar, mm. more processed foods, mm. um, making more water, doing a bit more exercise. But mm. I think something when you say eat less as well because we've got to cut something out completely mm. um, which is why diets have always failed with me before yeah. because I've been cutting down mm. and I'm, I'm hungry yeah you cut back mm. rather than replace yeah mm. you're not swapping whereas like with this you're sort of swapping you know with free only free food you can eat loads of that so you can eat a lot and you're not you're not feeling yeah. hungry well that's you it I mean well oh, you're on a diet yeah. yeah. Like, I don't eat less. Diet. I don't eat no, less now no. than I did no, before. No, I just no, eat differently. Eating. Yeah. yeah. Go for more than like an hour, hour and a half without eating. Yeah. I'm a grazer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have three massive meals and then I eat in between. Yeah, hours, yeah. So. The only the only thing that gets in the way is like things that are going on in your life. Mm. So, for example, yesterday I had ten Norwegians come round for tea. And I baked a Victoria sandwich. I, I couldn't give them. I couldn't give them free food. No. I couldn't give them super speed and all that. If I think if I cut them a plate of vegetables, they might have looked at me a bit. You don't have to do that. Though, do you? I mean, no. people come round. I'll, I'll do like lasagna or just mayonnaise mm. or chili or something like that, and it's all yeah. free. Yeah. And they don't realise that. I think that's easier when it's like a meal. Yeah. yeah. They were coming round not from. They they were coming round for. Afternoon tea. Oh, okay. uh, so I, I, I did a Victoria sandwich and I made some Mary Berry's melting moments <laughs> and and I bought some of those cabbage chocolate fingers and they're there all on the table. Yeah. And this is not necessarily a success, but I sat there and first of all I told myself I'm just going to have my cup of tea and I'm not going to eat any of this on the table, which is just plimmin ridiculous. It's not yeah, going to happen, it's is not it? Really. Yeah. So I, Jonathan 
chopped up the Victoria sponge and everybody had a... It was, it was not a slither, but it wasn't a big chunk. Yeah. But it was a nice Reasonable piece. piece yeah. And everybody had a piece and there was one bit left. And he held it over my plate and he said, and a piece for you? Now, I could have said no. And I thought, no, I fancied it. I'll have yeah. it. Yeah. But so, I won't yeah. eat ten chocolate no. peanut biscuits and mm. ten yeah, biscuits, I which I, sometimes I, I go mad. Yeah. No, no, we all yeah. do. But I didn't. I thought, no, I'll have this piece of cake. Because a piece of cake isn't going to blow it, is it? No. It's not a normal size piece yeah, of cake. Yeah, I have that. Before someone, if I made cake and I had a slice of cake and then I'd have another slice, yeah. and then yeah. another slice, yeah. and then another slice, 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 Guilt. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be horrible. Oh, it wasn't horrible. 
Yeah. No. It's a bit nerve-wracking. Yeah, it is, it is a little bit. We all, feel, we all feel you know, that, it, yeah. It feels a bit nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. We and do all feel that, but... It shouldn't it's just be, just but it... Just one week, isn't yeah. it? I mean, we do get weighed every week, and you want to see progress, but then trying to see people just think about it over few weeks. Yeah. Well, we had that with me last week, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. I lost seven and a half pounds last week and half a pound this week. I know. I thought exactly the same thing when yeah. you said, oh, half a pound. And I thought, well, what was it last, the week seven before? Seven and a half. I said, that's eight pounds over two weeks. Uh-huh. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. your weight doesn't come off in an even way. Even no. if you're... Well, I have to say that every week same, as well. It averages out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did really well last week, so I've not done very well this week. Well, no, but if you'd have done it on Wednesday, it would have been a different split, but the yeah. same amount of weight loss. It would have just been a different split. The way that mm. you know, if you did it at nine in the morning, it would have been different to five o'clock yeah. at night. You'd still wear the same as you do now. It would have just been yeah. like that, you know. And that's how it works. And I think people mm. get too hung up on. They do, and they, and they, you know, they'll have a game and think, oh, I'm rubbish at this, and they don't want to come back. Just think, oh, it's, it's one week. Yeah. Just keep going that way. That mm. time's going to pass anyway. So mm. it's just. Okay, cool. I mean, mm. If you feel on holidays, well, I feel bad when people say, oh, we're all going to put weight on. Yeah. yeah. But you've had Holiday, yeah. when you're looking back at those photos, I mean, when you're told, you're not going to think, that's a holiday, I've got three and a half pounds. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to think about the nice Well, that's why my that? default response when people have been on holiday now is to call them amateurs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I went, but, yeah. I went on my, you know, my week, my one week holiday this year in July, and in essence, I gained 19 pounds in a week. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it actually, by the time I got to an official weigh in, it was 13 and a half, which is yeah. still the best part of the stone yeah. in a week so when people come in and go oh I've put two pounds on this week in, on the holiday well were you even on holiday you weren't even trying you weren't even attempting it were you yeah um, I mean to be fair I did overdo it when I was on holiday because I just you know I was on holiday and I just went oh well, that looks nice I'll eat that yeah. and it's fine but people who you know we had, you get it off again exactly yeah and there was a, quite a lot of people certainly this week who've been not been for a few weeks oh. who've been on holidays for two or three weeks or had three weeks off or whatever yeah. and they were expecting you know, a stone, mm. and again, two, three, four, five yeah. pounds. Yeah, amateurs. You know, you do, you've you've actually done really well there yeah, by not definitely. not completely succumbing to just eating and drinking whatever yeah. takes your fancy, or even if you have, you've thought about it, and yeah. I know that's what something you talk about a lot. Yeah. It's still in there, even if you think you're not doing it, you're still certainly. Yeah. Certain level, you're consciously thinking about yeah. well, actually. Do I need the second beer or do I need the second the second round of dessert or do I need which I'll be very honest, I was very, very guilty of yes. So they don't count. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they're not real, are they? Yeah, yeah. You have to have breakfast dessert. That's how it works, isn't it? You have to do it every other meal, why wouldn't you have breakfast? Um, which actually to be fair is something I'm very guilty of at home. So if I have my breakfast, I mean mine. I, my sort of way of following this plan is a bit different to everybody else's because I my because of my job I work funny hours and I'm all over the place so I tend I tend to have a big late breakfast so I'll have a bigger breakfast than I normally would mm. at sort of ten half ten mm. and then I'll maybe have something very light about two and then I'll have dinner with my wife at seven or eight mm. but I'll have my breakfast and then think mm, do you know what I need something sweet yeah and I'll have generally I'll have some fruit so that's fine but I'm, I'm very guilty of going oh, oh I've got grapes I'll have grapes mm. they're sweet they're, and, and they feel like 
I think I can graze on, but mm. they'll be gone in 15 minutes. I, I automatically want to, even if I'm really full, I automatically want to eat sweet. I I think a lot of it is about your childhood though, because I know my mum used to say you've got to sort of eat everything on the plate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's good not to waste stuff. I mean, there is another side to it, but it's like, God, you had to eat up, you know. Mm. Um, I have and, huge and now, problems throwing food away. I feel like yeah. I have to eat everything on my plate, yeah. even if I'm full, until a certain Absolutely, extent with the girls enough. as well. Yeah. When they were little, I felt like I had to eat finish off their plate yeah. as well. Just so I would finish that, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I still have really problems scraping food into Yeah, food. absolutely. Yeah, that was something from my past. I'm sure things like that stay with you a bit, don't they, really? Mm. But, um, I'm definitely, because, I mean, I always joke about it. I, I grew up poor in work, working class Northern England in the 80s. So my, you know, my diet was terrible, really. When you when you go back and think about it, I mean, mm. you yeah. know. We, we ate, we ate, and we were, you know, nutritionally fine. But when you look at it, and you go, because every once in a while we'll we'll have that in the house where we look in the fridge. Oh, what do you fancy? Mm, what have we got? And and then you go, I know, we'll have 80s dinner. So 80s dinner is sausage, egg, chips, and beans, because that's what we ate a lot in the 80s. Yeah. Um, but exactly, yeah, oh, with something that. cheap and sugary yeah. for dessert, yeah. an ice, you know, ice cream from the we freezer. Or, yeah. We always have, and, and I remember Angel Delights. Yeah. All I remember things. custard with banana in. Yes. And Mum oh, yeah. used to make apple pies and things, but um, I grew up working class in the south. Oh, wow, well, that's not real. <laughs> no, 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 it was. We, we were proper working yeah, yeah. class on the council estate, we were. But you see, the, this notion of on the south, everything's all yeah. paper felt, it wasn't like no, that. No, I know. Um, no, my dad worked at Ford's. He was a tool mechanic, or whatever you call it, tool maker. Anyway, my mum was a dinner lady. Um, but anyway, um, I digress. But no, um, we had puddings, yeah. we always had puddings. And Vesta beef curry, I seem to remember that. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I used to love that, and um, but she used to make what we call orange stew, and she used to make the stew, and there were these stock cubes. They don't make them anymore, and they were in orange wrappers. Okay. So me and my sister used to call it orange stew, but I loved and dumplings. I loved food. Oh, I love I've always dumplings. loved food. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I've known. See, now, we, now we've all drifted off into a dumpling world. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've known two people in my life who. They're weird. It would not occur to them to overeat. My mother-in-law, she would never overeat. Mm. She just wouldn't. She, she she just used to say to me, "Oh well, I wouldn't because I just don't like the feeling of being full." And nothing was. Okay. And, and then the other person is my best friend Jean. She would never overeat either. Mm. It's like I look at them like they're aliens. It's well, like, it's, actually, it's funny you say that because my mum, and she'll hear me telling the story, but I don't care. Um, my mum is, is little. She's 5'2". She's always been little. She's, she's one of those people, oh, fat. Mum, shut up. I could, I could pick you up with one arm. You're not fat. Um, so my mum's only 5'2", and obviously I'm a big lad. So I, she, we, we stand next to each other, and she, always, she likes introducing people. Although she has spent 20 years saying, you should lose weight, you're getting fat. She, she introduces me to people as her little boy. Aww. And then they go, Really? And I'm like, uh-huh. 
Yeah, but she doesn't eat. She does, but she doesn't eat well. She doesn't eat. She's not that interested in food. No. God. She it's, will. Like, it's like when you get people say, oh, I just forgot to eat. Oh, yeah. What? You, you what? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have time. That's a lie. Yeah. How can you forget to? I think about. I wake up, planning my breakfast mm. and the meals through the day, mm. and exactly what we're going to eat the rest of the day. Mm. Snacks included. Mm. And that, you know, food is always. We, and this is this is where I was heading. We got a phone call one one random Friday night a couple of years ago. We got a phone call from my mum. She was in the hospital. She'd fainted at a bus stop, which is really random anyway. But um, and so obviously we panicked and. What do you mean you're at the hospital? Yeah. Right, we'll, we'll be there and we'll be there in ten minutes. So we, you know, I phoned my sisters to just tell them she's in the hospital, she's okay, but she's hooked up to something. So we're going to go see her, and I'll let you know. Um, and we got there, and she'd been out drinking after work with a with some work people. I said, well, you know, what have you been drinking? Well, this and this. I was like, all right, well, that's not excessively, but you are only five foot two, so maybe that's a lot for you. Mm. Have you eaten? Well, I had some biscuits. Right, have you eaten today? Well, I had some biscuits about one o'clock and a banana. Right, Mum, I think we've just discovered why you passed out at a bus oh. stop. You had some biscuits and a banana and then some booze. Yeah. Sit there. So we, they, they let us take her home. Sit there. I'm making you some toast before you go to sleep. Oh, don't be silly. No, you're going to sit there and you're going to eat some toast. And I, I'll make you a full meal if I have to, but you're going to sit there and eat some toast. And I properly felt like a, a, a grown-up. I was like, I'm telling my mum what to do. Oh, <laughs> this is weird. I don't get it. But obviously that was that. And she hates me telling that story. And I, phoned my, I had to phone both my sisters and say, right, this is what happened. My mum's a dickhead, for want of a better description. She doesn't eat anything and then had some, too much to drink. And then fainted at a bus stop. Ta-da! I've that's never she... been in that position. No, well, I it's just, that's why she hates me telling the story, because she hasn't either. <laughs> it, it, was, it was very much a one-off, but it made me go, well, actually, Mum, what have you eaten this week? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, what did you have for your tea last night? Oh, I had a fish finger sandwich. Right. I know you're only little, and you don't need massive sustenance, but that's not the main meal of your day. What did you have for your breakfast? Oh, I don't really do breakfast. Right, I know, but what did you have for your lunch then? Well, I had a banana and something else, and I was like, Oh, right. Yeah. No, just no. So I, I properly told my mum off. Would just be little snacks to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a fish finger sandwich is a, a, a passing light lunch, isn't it? At best, yeah. it's not your main meal of the day. Yeah. So I got to I got to hospital for weeks. Um, and I got to go in on the Monday morning, <laughs> and the first thing I read when I read the letter was like, you can't eat for like six hours before going to hospital. So mm. I'm already working out. The last time I could possibly eat. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be like in the middle of the night. So you'll be getting up. I will be eating. I will be eating. Because <laughs> then I'm thinking, oh my God, what can't eat? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. I'll, pass out. I'll be coming mm. up. I'll be. You'll be laid in a hospital bed anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, but... but when I wake up, make sure there's food there for me yeah. straight away. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. Anyway, any situation, yeah. I am thinking, well, when I eat, they were laughing a bit at work, they were saying about some training thing going on in a couple of weeks with Amy. And I said to her, I'm food. She's <laughs> just laughing at me. It's like, I, can't, I, I knew you'd ask that. I'm just it's saying. It's just always, always what I'm thinking about. Mm. What can I eat? And mm. I always have snacks in my bag. Well, I've, I've got my bag next to me, and I think there's two apples and an orange and a cereal bar in there. Yeah. Because I don't know, I don't know how long I'm going to be out of the house. No, I've got two <laughs> high-fi bars. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I know what you exactly what you mean. I'm more like you than your no mum, Steve. Yes. Um, oh, she knows. Yeah. I'll tell her off Some every time I see her. Some people like that. Though. Yeah. My father-in-law was the same. He would sort of eat what was put in front of him, mm. 
Um, but both my husband's parents were quite slight and build, and he used to be quite animated at the... I remember one time we were sitting around a dinner table, and there were a lot of people, and um, my husband was always playing tricks on him, and um, he'd sort of put his cutlery down because he was talking a lot, and Jonathan would take his plate away and put another plate there, and with somebody else. I don't know how he did it now, but his dad never noticed. Because no. it was just food's not really... He's not no, that interested no, no, no. in it. Fuel, you just put it in. Whereas I've got my plate there, and it's my plate, yeah. and I'm eating it. You know, I would certainly notice it with me. Yeah. Um, but no, there are people in this world who are not quite as interested. Well, no, and it's weird to me, because <laughs> I come from a big family, so my mum's one of eight, mm. and I'm the oldest of, I think it's 23 grandchildren at the moment. Yeah. And so, obviously, every family thing, there's hundreds of us, there always is, it's massive, but mm. the family story that he's told is that my auntie, who shall remain nameless because she'll kill me for telling this story, um, doesn't like her food touching, which is fine, you know, yeah. so it's very very compartmentalised. So if you gave her one of those school dinner trays, she'd be delighted yeah. with her, you know, meat in one thing, potatoes mm. in another. Mm. Um, and one of her brothers one day basically grabbed his fork, swirled it all around. She stabbed him in the face with a fork. Like, genuinely, he's got three little three little dots on his face where, she, where he was stabbed in the face as a 15-year-old for messing with his sister's food. That's some food issues, you know? But it's, I think, you know, my food issues all come from that family because they grew up in the, you know, in the late 50s, early 60s, eight of them on one salary, and everybody fought for their dinner. You know, yeah. and you know, it wasn't a big sob story. They were all fine, but mm. they all fought for their dinner. And so then, when my mum had me relatively young, I mean, my mum was only nineteen when I was born. She didn't really know how to cook meals for a mm. baby and you know mm. things like that. So it's weird because my mum, she'll tell you herself, she's a terrible cook. Um, and so when I grew up, I didn't, I never ate particularly well. I mean, she cooked proper meals, and we had you know a lasagna and a shepherd's pie and all the all the all the staples, mm. but they were never brilliant. Mm. Uh, they were fine, and you just ate them because that's what was in front of you. But as I've got older and experienced more interesting foods out there in the world, I sort of go, "Oh, mum's cooking again. Brilliant. <laughs> fine. We've we'll got we'll go my mum's. She'll make dinner. Oh, we'll make dinner. I'll, we'll, we'll take some stuff with us, and I'll make something when we get there. Yeah. And I'm not a great cook, to be fair. But there's just that. So I don't know. It's a weird yeah. one for me because then when I went to university and I was feeding myself, I was like, "Oh," and that's where I started to get actually fat. Yeah. Because yeah. I was away and it was like, oh, well, I can just have pizza. Yeah, it's oh. all there, the whole world. Even though I'm the cheapest man in the world and I refuse to pay to get pizzas delivered and stuff, my, free, my fridge and my freezer and my cupboards would be full of easy things to cook. So mm. it would be full of stuff I could do easily. So, you know, pizzas, burgers, mm. oven chips, all the, all the really boring basics. I'm king of the beige. Um, <laughs> but, you know, lots of people are and that's how it works yeah. and that's where I started to properly get fat. So I've been looking through old photos of like my first year at university and I'm like, oh, I was a bit tubby there, that's fine. It didn't help that I worked at McDonald's in my spare time. Um, so I ate there a lot. But yeah, I was a bit tubby. And then as I get, I go through and then there's bits when I was sort of 21, 22, there's quite a lot of photos of me because I was away in America and there's loads of pictures of me. Mm. So, all right, yeah, I'm a bit fat there. And I can remember being there and thinking, oh, I can't take part in that because I'm too fat. Mm. You know, it was a thing where the kids had to dress up the adults and I was like, oh, no, no, do that one because you'll find stuff that fits that one. And I wasn't massive. I was probably actually maybe slightly lighter than I am now, but mm. only by maybe a stone or so. 
And I was, and even then I was like, no, 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 dress that one because you'll find stuff that fits yeah. in. And it wouldn't have been a, a stretch to have done that to me. Mm. You know, I was tubby, but I wasn't mm. anywhere near where I was a year ago. Um, and so it's a really weird thing for me to then 15, 18 years later go, all right, too fat now, need to do something about it. Yeah. And so it's, it's a... funny about what... I, I was aware that I was getting bigger, but I just, I don't know, I felt okay about myself. And mm. I, was, I, was, I felt, felt fine. But I think it's, um, we've been on holiday, and um, it was when we got back and looking through the photos, and I think in my head I look different to when you see it in like a TV yeah. image. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that's not how I thought I looked. Mm. And I yeah. ended up deleting those. I found there's one photo I've got from that holiday. Oh, really? And it's like, as it wasn't, you know, the girls look back, it's like I wasn't even on that holiday. Mm. And it's that, that's stupid. It's really, really stupid. Because um, I've got teenage daughters and I want them to grow up really like, positive about their bodies and yeah. things like that. And But then they've got a mum who who doesn't want to be in any photos or yeah. has a photo but makes sure that she has a child in front of her to sort of you see my head because my in my, in my head like my head was fine but actually looking back my face is completely changed mm. because obviously you don't just got weight from the neck down it's all yeah, yeah. So, well I can see that in my in my yeah. photos now from my you know, you know, see how fat so my face was yeah. you see how every day well in my head I'm still there's a specific photograph that I know I've got I think I've used it before for various things but of me when I was, I think, 19, that in my head, that's still what I look like. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of people have that. Oh, yeah. But that's what yeah, I look like. Yeah. Regardless of whether I was 10 stone heavier than mm-hmm. that photo or there yeah. or thereabouts. Regardless of whether I've got, you know, much greyer hair or bigger yeah. facial hair or different or whatever. That's even, what I look like. I can't even remember the point at which I thought, oh, gosh, I need to lose weight. Because I think what it is, it's like growing up, I, I think I was okay when I was younger. Mm. Mm. I think I had this notion, oh, I'm the tubby one, because um, just things that family members said, you know, they'd say things, yeah. and mm. we were compared a lot being twins. So, but that I, I don't think consciously I was too bothered. But then as I got older, you know, when you're a teenager and all this sort of thing, I did sort of get bothered. I thought, oh, you know, I've got the podgy round face and she's got the sh- longer face. And, but like I say, I look at photos now and I think, what the hell was I worried about? Mm. Yeah, I yeah. think I looked all right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when I looked at me next to Julie, my sister, we didn't really look at any much different from each other. What was I going on about? Um, but in your head, mm. when you're a teenager, especially, it's families say families are because I've got two sisters. Mm. I'm the youngest of, of, uh, of three sisters, and people are always comparing. They just mm. label you. Oh, you're mm. funny. You're the funny yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, middle yeah. sister was always the pretty one. Yeah. Um, and somebody said to me recently, "Oh, you you were always the biggest sister, but now you're not." I thought, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got to say this well on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Away. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's terrible way of saying it. Yeah, it's yeah. quite rude then and mm. rude now actually because mm. we always seem all about the same. It's mm. like also mm. who looks at people like that and compares them. Mm. I don't look at somebody else and notice their weight. Mm. Maybe it's because I'm always aware. I think I think that's what families are like sometimes because even when you move away from the weight issue, in my family, I'm going to make us sound really dysfunctional now, but we're not. Um, but we've all, all families got, are dysfunctional. They are strange, aren't they? But we've all got our thing, um, you know. And I hear I'm one of five, and um, sometimes I hear my siblings say, "Oh, 
you're the one that does this or you're the one that does that. You know, we've got our yeah. sort of... And it's not true. Boxes, isn't it? yeah. Yeah, they do. They put you in boxes. Mm. And I actually sit there and I think, that's not true. But you, you think it's the, the case, but it's not true mm. at all. And as I say, it's not just about weight things. It's about all kinds... You know, your personality. Mm. What, what kind of a They're person... They're all labelled. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, God, oh, that's not me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I, I, am not I was always the sensible one. I was until I got to about 19 and everybody just went, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I really was the sensible oh, yeah. one. Out of me, I still my, my sister, she was the one going out getting drunk. Mm. She was popular with boys and I stayed at home and did my homework. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> so there you go. But um, yeah, it's funny. Families are funny. Um and I, my other sister, I've got an older sister, an even older sister, and she, um, she's always struggling with her weight. But we've got diabetes in the family, right? Yeah, so, so I think so that's another actually, thing yeah. that you know, my sister's diabetic, and my grandmother was diabetic. It seems to be all the women, and my auntie was diabetic. And um, well, I've always been surprised in, in our family because my granddad was very diabetic. Which I know I realise isn't a medical thing, but <laughs> he had the you know the the pile of pills every day and the injections four times a day yeah. and whatever else. And then since then, I think one of my uncles and one of my aunties are. And because I've always been a bit bigger, I've always sort of thought at some point I probably will be because I'm fat and I drink too much coke and all of those things. And then I went to, to I had a, a full medical done a couple of years ago for a thing, and it came back and I had I had normal cholesterol. Normal blood sugar. I was nowhere near borderline for any of those things. And it made me go, really? Mm-hmm. And I think that didn't help because I then went, well, I'm indestructible, aren't I? Yeah, well, yeah. You were expecting just crack it on. to be about yeah. Oh yeah. When that when I went for for that, the one thing I was wary of was the, particularly the diabetes thing mm. because because it's in the family. Yeah. yeah. And because I've always been bigger, and because I do, and I've always drunk, I and mean, I've got a bottle of diet coke there, but I've always drunk too much fizzy pop of any of every kind, but usually full fat. Um, I was like, well, I'll be diabetic. Well, it'll just be that'll be what that'll be what comes out of it. And then when they said there was nowhere near, I, I, I mean, that was maybe three years ago now, and I've put on the most weight in the two years mm-hmm. up until I met you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I came out of that going, oh well, I'm fine then. It was, yeah, it was like a let off, and I went, oh, I'm fine then. Yeah, I'm not diabetic. I've got good cholesterol. I'm a bit fat, but mm-hmm. other than that, I'm in generally good health. Um, I mean, I'm not a doctor, obviously. No. But if you if you hadn't lost this all this weight mm. and you'd kept on, oh, yeah. you would end up being diabetic. Yeah. Of course I would. Because there's no real scare, especially if you've got it in your mm. family. And also these, I you could call it scaremongering, but it's true. All these reports that are in the news all the time. Diabetes is such a big. Mm. They, they, and even on the radio this morning or yesterday, I heard there was a, a big number. I can't even remember it. Of people are walking around with undiagnosed mm. diabetes. And they don't even. Well, know I always thought that was and me. And they're feeling crap. Yeah, I genuinely always thought that and was me. And they don't know they've got it. Mm. There's so much sugar in everything. I mean, yeah. when I was growing up, like, so we, we didn't have a lot of money, but we wouldn't we didn't have pasta then. But like now, you occasional, have sp- occasional spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was exotic. Yeah. <laughs> but you die and get like pasta sauces and curries and everything. But they've all got so much sugar. Yeah. yeah. We don't. Yeah. It's convenient because yeah. we're so busy and we're all used to having everything now straight mm. away. Yeah. Um, well, that sort of brings us full circle, to be fair, from what we were talking about before, when you have visitors and you make things. Yeah. People just assume you've opened a jar and 
boil it on some pasta if you yeah. make dinner for the family or for visitors or whoever. Yeah. It's very, it's actually, even I, who is a terrible cook, even I would go, oh, well, actually, I won't open a jar because mm. I've got tomatoes, yeah, I've got that, yeah, I've got yeah. that, I've got that, I'll just whack yeah. it all in a pan and yeah. make that. It's not that hard. It's I not. Know. People just grow used to using jars and think, you make your own chilli. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not complicated. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, like I'm grinding my own spices. Yeah. Just, you know, we're, See, having, we're having spag bomb tonight because we've got visitors um, over the next few days. And so we're having spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Not with a jar, but it, it's just as easy and nice. Yeah, and, you get to get into your habit, isn't it? It's all good. Mm-hmm. Very much anyway. so. So, yeah, so it's like... It is, it is, diabetes is just a big, a big thing. And Cheryl, my sister, she has a pump now. Right. Um, she's sort of early 70s. And it's revolutionised her because she was having unexplained hypos. She was injecting quite, you know, before every meal or something. She did that for years. And then it got worse. And she she was even very disciplined with it as well. Mm. She can't obviously have a load. If you go and stay with her and you get the munchies, you can't raid her cupboard for biscuits. She she has rich tea biscuits, yeah. which are fine for Duncan, I know. But, you know, they, it's very limited, those kind of things, because she just doesesn't have those sort of things in yeah, the house. Yeah. But, you know, she went on to a pump. But as I say, my grandmother went blind with wow. it. And, and I think it was because in those days, she lived to a ripe old age, into her 90s, but she, I think they didn't deal with diabetes as well mm, as they as do a now. Thing. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, you'd rather not have it, wouldn't you? Of really? course, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, the, I, I, like I say, when I had that medical, it sort of made me go, oh, well, I am indestructible. I've always joked that I'm indestructible because I've never broken a bone. Mm. I've never had the measles or chicken pox or any of those things. I've never been, the worst thing I've ever had is the flu. So I always joke to my wife, oh, I'm indestructible, mate. And then you look and go, well, actually, I get gout in my feet, but that's from being fat and having a high, whatever, diet. Mm. Um, I've got having a flare-up today, actually. My foot's really sore, um, <laughs> typically. But um, And that's how it works. But I, it, it made me go, oh, well, I'm indestructible. And then when I changed job and my days weren't so structured, I put on loads of weight really fast because I was at home a lot and mm. I lived near the shop and I would just pop to the shop to get some eggs and while I was there pick up some biscuits or some cake or Mm. whatever Um, but my wife has spent mm, too long worrying about me and saying to me I'm really worried about you and it never sunk in until this time last year when I when I phoned you Um, but until that point I was just like I'm fine and then I realized that actually I was getting more tired at work, my feet were hurting more when I was yeah. getting home, and just little bits and pieces. You get older as well, because mm-hmm. I've got, I've got my 40s, and like, I've I lost a friend to um, cancer, but it seemed like every time I spoke to somebody, somebody else had mm-hmm. cancer or something like Something's that. Something like, yeah. Like, it is when you, I mean, with people, with my sister's a joke, I wouldn't get into your 40s, but it is, things start slowing down, yeah. and things start, start falling like, apart, don't you? Yeah. Little, Menopause, because mm. that affected me big time. The whole shape of my body changed. Mm. 
Mm. And I went to the doctor and he was just so not understanding um, because I just found that like losing weight was harder. I mean, I know I can take responsibility when I not deserve to lose weight, really. <laughs> but there were times when I just couldn't understand what was happening with my body. Mm. It was like, like I say, the whole shape of my body is just like weird. And he just wasn't wasn't having any of it. I, I think just it's something that it's only recently mm. people are starting to really understand. Yeah. So this is turning into a whole different kind of feminist podcast. But it's something that's not really happening to men. Yeah. It's women, and it's something we don't understand. Um, but I thought he's a doctor; he should know. But then he he didn't. He needs to go on a course about menopause, definitely. Mm. But um, but that's kind of I think that was a big thing that made things difficult for me mm. in re- more recent years. Yeah. Um, but I bet you, Steve, if you had all those tests again. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, that's true. How actually. different because they'd yeah. probably be the health benefits. Yeah. I'm sure will. Even though true. they were okay. Yeah, yeah. I bet they will be. They were okay, better. but I suspect they were on the verge. Just about okay mm. there and then, mm. because for what I needed the medical for, they were they ticked the box, so they yeah. they didn't tell me. Well, actually, yeah. you're twenty minutes from not being okay or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah So they yeah. they were able to tick the right box and, yeah. and then hand it over. Um, but yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm nearly eight stone lighter than I was this time last year. Um, so that's a whole person. I know. It's interesting you're saying about the doctor because I went to the doctor about something else, and um, for some reason, she thought, "Oh, she's so have you lost weight?" And I said, "Yes, I have." And she's and um, she said, quite a lot. And I said, "Yeah, I've lost five stone." And she went, "Was that intentional?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes, it was." Yeah. Um, she went, oh, they'd have to weigh you. And she went, mm. And you're happy with that then? I said, yes. And I said, you're a doctor. Yeah. You should be like encouraging me. Saying, well done, this. yeah. But she made me feel, I went away feeling really bad, feeling really like a bit shallow. She should be saying, well done. Sort of, oh, Wait for like, them to check you and make sure you haven't got tape worm or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, no. Because like, I am at that age mm. where people, you know, people say, oh, you're not so. Did you? I also don't look drawn, I just because I'm still fat. Um, I'm still four stone heavy. Well, I'm still according to my BMI. Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, according to the, the BMI scale, I'm still like seven stone over healthy, mm. which I'm not. No. I know I'm not. If I I'm, my aim is another four, and that'll still be technically fat. My BMI, I still need to do another two and a half stone. Oh, that's crazy talk. See, I don't even know. I don't even know with mine. Well, I only know because of doctor stuff with fertility clinics and whatnot that we've been visiting that what Caroline's should be at or needs to be at to qualify for various bits and pieces. Um, And she's got it in her head. According to the scale, she should be somewhere between eight stone something and ten stone ten or something because yeah, yeah. she's about the same height as you five yeah, five ish yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if she was eight stone there'd be nothing to her no. because she's not a small girl you know yeah. i mean like we, we, we joked about before my, my my friend lauren who's weighs eight stone 
always says to me, you should carry me around, because that's how much I've lost. But she's, you know, 5'2", and there's frail, frail is a harsh word, but she's very slight of frame. Mm-hmm. Carla's not, and then no, never has been. There's people now at home going, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> But when I lost, I lost five stone, and I and Poppy at that time waited exactly five stone mm. to pick her up. Yeah. And it was really hard. You hold her for a second, but that's like, it. Yeah, yeah. Carry it all around. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the first time anybody had said that to me. A friend of mine has a nine-year-old, yeah. and when I got to about, I think I got to about six, six and a half off. She said to me, "You've lost the weight of my nine-year-old," and I was like, "What, really?" And that was the first time I'd ever really gone, "Oh, that's like a real number." I, mean, I know, I know, I know it's a big number, and I've done well, and that was fine. But that was the first time I'd gone. Oh, that's a physical shape. I can, I can visualise. That's a nine-year-old. If I picked a nine-year-old up and put them over my shoulders, yeah. I'd be tired in three minutes. Yeah. You know, or put on my back. I went to piggyback a nine-year-old. I'd be fine for ten minutes, but yeah. I'd be struggling. So yeah. yeah, and now like when my friend Lawrence had that, I should carry her around because she weighed exactly what I'd lost. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. Can you imagine? You know, wearing her like a like like in a baby sling. Yeah. Imagine carrying a a twenty two year old around in a baby sling. Yeah, you'd last five minutes, and it's such a weird thing. Do you, you feel don't less notice. tired then? Would you say? Well, I was talking about this with somebody the other day, but they say, "Oh, you must have so much more energy." And that's not true. I don't have more energy. I just don't get tired as quickly. So I don't wake up and think, "Right, ready to go." I just can, without it sounding wrong, I can just go for longer. Um, it is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I can, I can wander about, like, like on Tuesday when I came for them, for the, for me. Mm-hmm. I walked there. Yeah. yeah. I would have died a year ago if I'd have tried to walk that distance. It's only yeah. three miles, but it's up and down a couple of hills and across a field. Yeah. I would never. It, I wouldn't have done that in. I think yeah. it took me forty minutes. Yeah. I would never have done that in forty minutes, and that yeah. was at a gentle stroll. Even at a gentle stroll a year ago, I'd have had to stop five or six times along that way. I didn't stop at all. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept going. And when I got there, I wasn't dead on my feet. I sort of I arrived and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Put my bag down. Oh, it's a bit warm, but that's fine. That was it. So a year ago, I would have yeah. properly been dying on my feet when I walked in there if I'd have walked that distance. And so, I did, yeah, I'm, I'm less tired, but I'm not more energetic. I'm just, I deal with it, the things I have to do much better. And I recover a little bit quicker. So like, like today, when I, I, I did... 18,000 steps yesterday I think and I was at work last night and various bits but today I didn't get up thinking whoa my feet are sore mm. because I would have even even six months ago I would have done after after a shift that I like the one I did yesterday mm. I would have got up this morning thinking whoa yeah I definitely walked yesterday mm. and the only reason I did t- today was because my doubts flared up and my mm. slightly my gimpy foot is slightly gimpy this morning but other than that you know it's not tired and my legs aren't tired and I don't right. feel like I did 20,000 steps yesterday so I hurt my mm. foot a couple of years ago, um, and I realised that a year later it was still hurting. Mm. I just got used to it hurting, yeah. and my knees hurting a little bit. But then when I lost weight, it didn't, didn't mm. matter. Also, really, when I lost weight, I went down in a whole shoe size. Yeah, well, I've gone down. Um, Actually, maybe, yeah, give or take. Between half and the shoe yeah. size, it was, um, my shoes were all too big, and I think, oh, I think maybe mm. just the weight... Of me pressing just even beams mm. and you and like it goes back to the thing you were saying about your face getting fatter. Mm. Your feet get fatter as well. Yeah. So actually, there feet, is more foot. My feet are more bony now. Yeah. Mm. Like, mm. And I remember at one point thinking, what's this? Oh, what's this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Caroline said that when we when we came and got our couple of the year thing. There's a picture that we took of us, yeah. uh, with the sash, 
and it's the first time she'd spotted that her collarbone was yeah. back. And you can see it, and she was like, oh, oh, look, I've got a collarbone. Oh, I've got one of these. And I was like, well, I, I still haven't, but that's fine. I don't expect to. Um, but yeah, you're right. And it is, and it's the same thing, you know, yeah. if, if you've lost weight, you, you will lose it from your feet as well. Yeah, so there is yeah. physically it's less foot. To be fair, although you say that, um, I've always carried my weight here, and mm. I still do. Um, and Caroline's always carried it in her belly. But the last couple of weeks, she's noticed that actually it's not as much. So it is now becoming yeah. a thing. Because obviously yeah. my shirt size has gone down quite a lot. I mean, I'm yeah. wearing three X's less than I used to do. Oh, my coat's brilliant. I'll stick the picture on the yeah. on, on the feed somewhere. The coat thing is brilliant. But yeah, um, I mean, I'm yeah three in some things even four x's down mm. from when we started a year ago yeah so there's just physically less fabric to carry around as well <laughs> it's a weird thing but there's a hell of a lot in less shirt and a lot less shoe. Loads of sizes mm. it goes from size 12 up to size 18 20 mm. it's ridiculous mm. that just tells my but i think story. as well though um shops are oh they're all over the place aren't they the oh yeah yeah you can get you know i mean even less so with men but even that i've got a pair of shorts because I live in shorts I've got like four pairs of shorts you I, don't wear on, do I know I wear on a regular basis even in the winter I know like always I don't always. understand that um, if I'm wearing if, if you see me wearing trousers it's because it's actually cold <laughs> whereas you know but although saying that you know since I lost weight I can't get warm as well I was cold That's in August thing, yes my mum said oh you're you cost more because yeah, you put the heating on more often. Well, I, I did put the heating on at the end, at the, the beginning of September because yeah. well, Caroline couldn't get warm, she wasn't very well, so I put it on and then I didn't turn it back off because I was like, actually, yeah, yeah I'm all right now. Yeah. I, was sitting, I was sitting at work, I was sitting in the library at school, yeah. and they took the roof off. And I was like, oh, it's only August, I'll be fine. And I just sat there all day going, do you know what? No, actually, I can't get warm, I'm really chilly. So it is that, but yeah. I suppose with that, we should probably try and wrap this up. We've been yes. talking for ages. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, if, if, you've, if you've listened to this and you've enjoyed it, we'll be back at some point soon. Um, we will try and keep this on a semi-regular basis, but we haven't yet committed to what that regularity will be. Um, I'll put all the links in the in the blurb, and if you want to come and find us, you probably can on various Instagrams and whatnots. Um, but yeah, I suppose that was the end of episode one of Diet Hard, which is still... <laughs> I love that. And if you, if you think of a better title for this, you're wrong. Um, basically because we've decided we like it so yeah we've been through them all this is the best one um so yeah um well i suppose we should i don't know i feel like this is our thing but i'm gonna i'm gonna thank you both for joining me um thank you thank you gina tracy i'm steve um this has been diet hard